Welcome to Here's Teresa on Talk Zone with your host, Teresa E. Keeves. Teresa is here to inspire and educate you with heartwarming stories and informative conversations from a national and global perspective. Now, here's Teresa. Good morning. Good day. Good morning to all of my international listeners out there. This is Teresa E. Keeves, your host for Here's Teresa, broadcasting on the GreatTalkZone.com Internet Radio. And first of all, happy Easter to all of my listeners out there. I am doing just great, like Tony the Tiger would say in his roaring voice. And I bet you all out there are doing just great, too. Remember Tony the Tiger, you guys? I just loved how he talked about Kellogg's Frosted Flakes back in the day. And, you know, and back in the day, they were so good. They don't taste the same now. I'm just saying, you know, and uh, as a kid, you know, sometimes I would eat it as a snack or with milk and a banana. Mm, really good. That was a good time, wasn't it? Anyway, what a beautiful day here in Arizona as we are in spring now. The weather is kind of going back and forth. I was telling um, my engineer, shout out to Dave, that one day it'll be like in the 80, and then the next day it'll be like 90s, then it'll be like 80s and 90. You know, I'm like, okay, wow, whatever, global warming. And, um, you know, it's kind of breezy, but, you know, of course, listeners in the sun, it will probably be in the 90s. So what difference does it make? If they say 86, it's 90 you know, or more here, you know. Okay, moving on. Are you guys enjoying spring break with your kids? I am, you know, as we went to Disneyland um, last week and had a great time. And then on to Universal Studios, uh, we're going to be going next, in, um, you know, as our California trip continues. And speaking of California, it was cold there brr, and windy, but I made sure we were prepared but, you know, uh, now after being so used to the warm weather here in Arizona, especially the summers, our bodies are not used to the cold anymore. Needless to say, we did not stay for the night adventures. You know, sometimes we have stayed in the past for the parade and everything. But I'm like, oh, my God, I would have to have like blankets for that. So after a long day, we were out as the sun was setting, you know. Okay. We are going to be talking about a number of exciting and worthwhile topics as I've changed my platform of my show because I don't want to just talk about one topic. There's so many things to talk about, and that's what me and my guest, the world's best mental health therapist, Reginald C. Campbell, and I are going to be talking about. Of course, I'm going to give you my dinner table talk suggestion. And shout out to the organizers and participants in last week's March Against Guns in Our Nation's Capital. Consequences, are they really real? Are policemen's bodies cameras worth taxpayers' money? And voting this year is very important. And why? And President Obama's recent trip to Japan and his view on North Korea. So stay tuned as this is going to be an educational and great show, no doubt about it. Okay, my guest and I, you know, as I said, you know, we're going to be talking more about in-depth things, you know, the topics I just named later. But I want to remind you all out there that this is a big voting year. We're going to be talking about voting also with my guests. But I'm asking you again to please register to vote. And once you do, go out and vote. If you are 18 years of age, you can register and for all of those who are registered, please go out and vote. It is very important. And remember to know where your voting places are ahead of time. All right. 
Here is my dinner table talk for you, my listeners. Remembering it is only a suggestion. Please use this along with other discussion points that you come up with or your own. And as long as you, you know, engage and enlighten the conversation or conversations with your family during during dinner time to put down the devices and, and converse with one another is very important. Okay, ABCnews.com has reported on May 27, 2018, and this was by the Associated Press, that retired justices urges repeal of Second Amendment. It states in part, listeners, that retired Supreme Court Justice John Paul Stevens is calling for the repeal of the Second Amendment to allow for significant gun control legislation. The 97-year young Stevens says in an essay on the New York Times website that repeal would weaken the National Rifles Association's ability to block constructive gun control legislation. Stevens was on the losing end of a 2008 ruling in which the high court held that the Second Amendment gives individuals the right to own a gun for self-defense. He had previously called for changing the Second Amendment to permit gun control. In his essay published Tuesday, Stevens talks about the March of Our Lives events on Saturday, which drew crowds in cities across the country. Stevens said that the demonstrations revealed the broad public's support for legislation to minimize the risk of mass killings of school children and others in our society. He said that the support is a clear sign to lawmakers to enact legislation prohibiting civilian ownership of semi-automatic weapons, increasing the minimum age to buy a gun from 18 to 21 years old and establishing more comprehensive background checks on all purchasers of firearms. But Stevens called on demonstrators to seek more effective and more lasting reform. They should demand a repeal of the Second Amendment, he wrote. Now, I'm going to say this, this, that it is clear to me that these individuals who marched across the country this weekend is not talking about blocking all Americans from constitutional rights. It is without any doubt, listeners, that there is a need to be, um, you know, to have more stringent laws in place regarding the ability of guns being acquired in this country. One other thing mixed with a bit of history with our founding fathers, when they wrote the Constitution initially, initially, and they wrote the Second Amendment, I do not think listeners, that they envisioned the craziness that is taking place with guns in our country. When they were writing the Constitution, listeners, it was during a time when muskets, canyons, cannons, matchlocks, and they were used to ignite a long-barrel musket-like firearm, wheel locks and flintlocks, which were the forerunners of today's rifles, and they were introduced to this country by the Europeans, according to an NPR.org report dated April 6, 2013, titled The First Guns in America. If any of you care to go and pull that report up, it's very interesting and read it. This report says the pilgrims were probably the first to bring guns into this country around 1607. Now, here's my questions for your dinner table talk. Do you think these young people are wanting to block all Americans from having guns in their homes? And what suggestions do you have that will curtail the excessive and horrific use of guns in our society? Keeping in mind, listeners, that the overwhelming majority of people who possess guns in this country are not all of those who are con- they're not all considered mentally challenged. They're 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 in their mind, their right minds, you know, as all of the reports, you know, was the mentally challenged, you know, you know, me and my guest. Had, had discussed that on uh, earlier programs. 
and I do not have the stats on that, but that is something you and your family will perhaps want to engage in, you know, go and look at the stats for, um, the, you know, people who are mentally challenged versus those not who have the ability to acquire uh, guns. Okay, so that is my table talk suggestion. And right now I am going to bring on my guest. He is the world's famous <laughs> mental health therapist. He is the best of the best, and I'm always so pleased to have him on my show. Good morning, Reginald. Hey, good morning, and good morning to our listeners. Happy Thursday. Yep, that week went fast, didn't it? I mean, it's just, I mean, for crying out loud, Thursday morning, we were on our way to California. You know, it was like I was just packing, you know, making sure everything was packed and and uh, my husband was packing stuff, you know, in the in the truck and everything. And it's and, and the bam, just that fast. This is why I say no mucking around with your lies, listeners. It goes very, very fast. OK, now, original, I'm, you know, starting off my conversation. I want to give a shout out to the organizers and participants in last week's March Against Guns in our nation's capital. And I want to give a shout out to all of the organizers and the participants in last week's march, I thought it was fabulous. The speakers in D.C. D- um, and across the country, the singers and and all of the hope-filled um, messages, it was just very powerful. I also loved when these young people were telling people to get out and register to vote and that they're going to have a big voting drive. And um, it is important, listeners, as change needs to happen. And it will happen as these uh, people are not playing. Okay, they mean business, and I love it. Your comments, Reginald? Well, my heart was full uh, Saturday as I was watching and listening uh, as I was out and about uh, listening on MSNBC and CNN and and watching it as as well. And my heart was very full as I uh, saw these young people, uh, especially the young people in in, – in Washington D.C. and and mm-hmm. as they spoke uh, mm-hmm. and other uh, people all across the country and actually all across the world, not just in this country, but people all across the world were were marching and demonstrating as well. Uh, mm-hmm. So my heart was full uh, as I saw it. I was very proud of, of the young people who organized this thing, and it was the young people who organized this this thing, and it just shows the power of what can be done. Um, you know, we have politicians talk about, um, well, why are they doing this? What are they doing? this? Uh, but for those historians like myself who know that it was Dr. King, it was young people who took a lot of the control, especially in, in Birmingham in 1963 after Dr. King was, was jailed in Birmingham and he wrote his famous book from the Birmingham jail. It was young people mm-hmm. who organized and, and, and got out there. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, again, my heart was full. I was very proud of these young people. And it, it's, uh, as Sam Cooke said in his, in his song uh, from 1963, uh, change is going to come. Oh, yeah. And there isn't anything that can be done about it. And it is a very needed change because I'm just going to say seemingly, you know, us grown folks couldn't get it together, Reginald. You know what I mean? Now, I just want to say this very, uh, very quickly. 
The only comment I have is that I would like to see these young people and others who are on the bandwagon with these young people. I just like to see them get with fabulous teachers like President Barack Obama, President Clinton, Secretary of State Hillary Clinton, Senator Maxine Waters, and Senator John Lewis. And there are others that come to my mind, but these are the ones that came up initially. And the reasons I say that, listeners and Reginald, uh, is because they can teach and give these kids knowledge, particularly for all of those who are buying to become advocates and activists for their life's work to assist in causes to protect and promote human being rights in this country and in the world. And the other reason is that they need to fully understand truthfully from which and how this nation started and not the history crap that is taught in many schools and not taught in many schools across America. They need to know about the great Native American leaders like um, Pocahontas, uh, Sequoia, Blackhawk, um, Sacagawea, Geronimo, Sitting Bull, uh, Squanto, and, and what happened to them. They need to know what happened to them and their tribes. That is the result of the day of why so many of their, of their descendants are still living on reservations. And also, just a little history thing too. March 7 of this year marked the anniversary of the march across the Edmund Pettus Bridge in Selma, Alabama. Now this took place on March 7, 1965. That went by so fast, Reginald. That's been 53 years um, ago. And education on this and other events, I feel, to these up-and-coming young people would be a good thing. Why, listeners, you ask? Well, why, Teresa? Because it is all connected. It's all connected for the reasons that these young people and others are out in the streets right now. And lastly, as I stated before, these young people, you know, just know about the true history of this country and, you know, and that it is because of the roles this nation decided to travel on over and over and over again, meaning they never learned their lesson are the reasons that they, the young people, are in the streets today marching, protesting, and demanding for betterment for their lives and others. And I want to say amen to that. All right. Moving on, Reginald. Our next bullet point is consequences. Are they really real? Now, Reginald, people say that there are consequences for doing right and for doing wrong. This is why I say it is important to make sure that you are not on the wrong side of the right thing. And we all have consequences, Reginald. Well, at least I know that I, that, you know, that, that, that I know that I have consequences if I do uh, wrong or right. And we all have um, a conscious. OK. But Reginald, some people feel that they don't and or they don't need to pay attention to it. Is is that is, you know, they're like, is that instinct, that gut feeling of feelings that nudges at you, giving various feelings or indications that what you are doing is wrong or what you're doing is right. So, Reginald. Do you think that people pay attention to these feelings and or, for example, do they strongly override them when they are doing something wrong and just say to themselves, oh, well, I can steal this or I can have this affair or I can lie on this person or to this person as, you know, repercussions that doesn't exist, you know, in my mind. And no one will ever know until they get caught original, until they get snafu'd um, as they as I'm saying, there is no perfect crime. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, in, in my opinion, um, it, it, when some people behave in that way, it's, uh, it, 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 it's narcissism. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it's just meanness. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
or thinking you can just do whatever it is you do and and never get caught. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you can just do these things and uh, or you can mistreat people or hurt people. And that could be a supervisor on a job who mistreats people. That could be mm-hmm. a police officer in the street who mistreats people. That could be a teacher who mistreats a student. Uh, it could mm-hmm. be a parent who mistreats a child or their children. Uh, so in my opinion, there's so many different layers uh, to that, uh, and uh, there could be, you know, mental challenges. Um, mm-hmm. so with, with all of those layers, uh, but I just feel that if if people, if you want to be treated the way you want to be treated, then treat people the way you want to be treated. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I was watching CNN. Uh, the other day, and uh, Anderson Cooper, and they always have this guy. Uh, his name is Paris Denard, this black guy. On, mm-hmm. and he's 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 really sickening. He's he's such a a kiss ass to Donald Trump, such a puppet, and you can tell he's mm-hmm. trying to buy for for a job. So, so no matter what the subject is about Trump, somehow he defend what this man is doing. So the other doing. day, uh-huh. uh, they were talking about uh, uh, Melania Trump and, you know, uh, the affairs and, you know, ABC and and all of this. Um, but I feel like this. Um, Melania Trump cheated on with Donald Trump when he was married. Thank you. Thank you. So, you know, Donald Trump <laughs> cheated on his first wife with his second wife. He cheated on Thank his you. wife with, with Melania Trump. Thank so, you. Karma is a bitch. <laughs> mm-hmm. Karma is mm-hmm. a bitch, and she's out there, and she's just floating around waiting for you. So Exactly. You can't do misdeeds to people and think that somehow that misdeed is not going to come back to you. Exactly. And this is something that people, you know, a lot of people do not understand. There are a lot of um, those out there, my listeners and things like that, who understand the the repercussions of not doing the the right thing, of being on the wrong side, you know, of the right thing. And um, and I and I always say from a spiritual point of view that people are just totally disconnected from the source. You know, they 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 override what is being said to them in their minds, you know, as I have said to my listeners before that I did a study in my undergrad and um, about criminals and people that, that are, you know, are in jail and on death row and um, the very high percentage, you know, high in the nineties is that as they were doing the crime, they knew, you know, their conscience was telling them that they were wrong, but they just overrode it and kept doing it. And then this is what the, the, the end result of their, of the repercussions that, that they had to feel. They've been taken out of society. They're on death row, you know, or, you know, they're, you know, they're, they're in jail for, you know, long amounts of time and things like that, you know. So I just want my listeners to be, you know, um, you know, aware. And I just want, um, you know, to talk about things that matter and consciousness as we are in this world right now. And as Dr. Charles Stanley say, it is just off the chain. It is just, it's just really crazy. 
you know, what, what's, what's going on, um, in our, in our world right now. But, um, before I move on to, um, uh, my next subject, which is, um, about the police, um, um, body cams, I just wanted to make mention of, um, of a, of a report that I heard yesterday. And now uh, we won't stay on it too long because I only have an hour show. But I just wanted to discuss this very quickly with you, uh, Reginald, um, for my listeners. And this is, um, uh, and I'm, I'm sure you, you probably heard of it if you haven't. I'm sure you'll look it up. And this is about free range children. Have you heard that report? Yes. And I just, you know, for all of my listeners out there, you know, I just like to, you know, talk about it. And I just think that, um, that it is so crazy. I mean, you know, when, um, I first heard it, you know, um, about free range children and the, and the buy in, you know, the, as the, as the station CBS was going into the commercial, it's like, well, let's talk about free range children. And I said children, not chickens. And so they have this woman on there and she's, um, of course, written a book, you know, about about this, this subject matter and um, and that that they're saying that. Well, the article in U.S. Today says that free range kids, children can now play outside without adult supervision. Um, this woman's whole premise is that children that are five years of age um, should be able to do what it is that they want to do, because it is that way and how they will learn from right from wrong and how the the world how to how to be present in the world and deal with the world situations and that children it's okay if they're five years old and they walk home from school by themselves and so forth and so on and if they're out playing and someone does something to them that is illegal then that then it'll be handled but here's my thing suppose your five-year-old child that you tell them to go out side and play unsupervised suppose they don't come back i mean you know this may sound you know bad but this is what's happening in our world suppose they don't come back suppose they 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 are missing i'm thinking of the 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 uh, very sad story that that touched my heart 2 years ago a little beautiful boy beautiful beautiful boy 10 years of age um um uh, uh little boy of color he was adopted and um adopted by this family in Buckeye Arizona and uh, the um adopted mother said that he climbed out the window like he often does well he climbed out the window this time and he never came back so um heard the report yesterday uh well they had been saying that they had found some bones you know out in the desert and so um, they got a hold of their biological parents, and it was confirmed that that was that little boy. Your comments, Reginald? You know, I think that um, this free range thing this is simply, in my opinion, a dereliction of duties of a parent. Thank you. You know, of people who don't want to parent their children. Uh, mm-hmm. I was speaking uh, to so to a group of parents yesterday mm-hmm. doing a parenting class, and I asked the parents how many of them think that parenting is until your child is eighteen or is parenting for a lifetime. And how did that turn out? 
and surprisingly and pleasingly, there were there were six parents in 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 this group, and mm-hmm. all of them said that it's for a lifetime. Good. And and I was pleased. And then I went on to talk about how other uh, parents uh, that I have uh, had to deal with so often talk about, oh, when they're sixteen, they do what they want to. When they're eighteen, they they, they do what they want to. Uh, so children need guidance, mm-hmm. and the reason that I've done some of the things that I've done in the past 27 years is because of a lack of guidance from parents. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so this free range thing is probably one of the most dumbest, stupid, and asinine things that I've heard in my life. Exactly. Why even give a person airtime for something so stupid? Exactly. See, this is my whole thing, brother, and I've discussed this before. Um, Why even bother having children? Why even bother? If you are not going to be a parent, you know, look up in the dictionary what parent is. There's so many books. um, There's so many classes um, that you can go and take. Uh, on the importance of, uh, p- of parenting, you know, look at how people who did not uh, do their do their their work, they were derelict in their duties, or they did not do their due diligence at being the best of the best parents. Look at what has happened to these children. However, now in some instances, as you and I have talked on on er- earlier shows, Reginald, some children did have the wherewithal to say, you know what. My parents were derelict in their duties, and I'm not going down that road. Here comes the butt listeners. That's a few of them compared to the other side of the bucket, Reginald, where there's so many of them who did follow in their parents' derelict and non-due diligence of duties. You know what I'm saying? And and so, therefore, we end up with a lot of the, the craziness that, unfortunately, that we have in our society um, today. I, I, you know, I am just, th- this was on my mind. This is something that, you know, God wanted me to talk about. All the things that I'm talking about on my shows all the time, God wants me to talk about. Uh, but, um, you know, this, this, this free range children, you know, they're not animals. You know, they need to be, they need to be guided. And if you're going to be that fucking lazy, then don't have children. Go to the doctors and get yourself fixed. So that you do not procreate because you do not want to do what it is that you need to do. I, I think that, you know, that I, I just think that's 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 just really crazy. And that's that's all I want to say about that. Anything else you want to say about it, Rich, before we move on? No, just that yeah, it, it is, you know, it's just so sad that, you know, children have such a hard time. Yes, they do. You know, growing up with everything that's. That's happening in the world now. There, you know, you have to worry about being hurt or shot when you go to school, uh, mm-hmm. home from school, and you know all of that. And and it's your it's your job as a parent. Exactly. You know, once I was speaking to a, a group of parents, and 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 I got a little, I got a little PO'd, and they're like, "Well, Mr. Campbell, you're you seem angry. You damn right, I'm angry." Because I'm here Mm -hmm. speaking to you, group, because you didn't do your job as a parent. Now, that's not talking down. Exactly. But it's telling you the truth. 
Had you done a better job exactly. as a parent and had you the desire to do a better job as, as a parent, number one, you wouldn't even be asking me this question and you wouldn't even be saying, well, why are you angry, Reg? Well, because these are your children. Exactly. Your children. And if exactly. anybody should be taking care of your children and concerned and angry and, and want to learn how to do better, it should be you as the parent. Exactly. And this is why I'm saying that, that there are a lot of, come on now, we all have a conscience and, and you know when you're doing wrong. Don't give me that crap. I did. Oh, you knew, you know. So there's a lot of classes that you can go to. There's a lot of books that can be read and a lot of prayers that, that can be done. Okay. So don't go out there and fall for this free range children stuff. Um, you also have parents that are, uh, are, uh, that are not they don't think it's important for their kids to go to school. That's a whole nother report. We're going to do that report the next time, Reginald. That, that one just really got to me, too. Okay, moving on. Are policemen's bodies cameras worth taxpayers' money, listeners? Wow. Now, uh, what sparked this point of discussion uh, today, uh, Reginald, is the heartbreaking, again, shooting of the unarmed black man in his yard in Sacramento, California. I am sure you all out there have heard the story by now. If not, go to time.com. It's dated 3-22-2018 and is reported by Associated Press and read the story in its entirety and also view the video from the police officer's body perspective. Now, the article states in part the following, Reginald. Okay. Two officers yelled for a suspect to show his hands, then shouted, gun, 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 moments before fatally shooting the man who turned out to be unarmed. Audio from body cameras footage released by Sacramento Police shows footage from body cameras and overhead helicopters does not clearly depict what the man who was only holding a cell phone was doing in the moments before the police fired on Sunday night. The shooting happened in the backyard of the man's grandparents' home where he was staying. The police did not find a gun at the scene. The Sacramento Police Department um, listener said the man, who was black, was seen breaking into at least three vehicles and later into a neighbor's home. The break-ins were first reported by a 911 call also released by the police. Now, the helicopter footage shows the man collapsing as they shoot. It's unclear from the helicopter, Reginald, and body camera video exactly how many shots were fired. Police previously said the the officers fired 20 shots. Okay. The department has said he advanced towards the officers holding an object extended in front of him. The officers thought he was pointing a, a handgun. Now, the officers who fired are taken to the street. Where someone, um, um, you know, says, hey, you know, mute the audio uh, cutouts, you know, and the video continues without sound for about two minutes as the officers talk. And um, his grandmother, Sequita Thompson, told the uh, Sacramento Bee that he was at the wrong place at the wrong time in his own backyard. OK, now, come on now. They didn't have to do that, she says. So Clark routinely helped um, care for his grandparents in their home in South Sacramento, uh, said that his cousin Sonia Lewis told um, um, uh, Capital Public Radio. So here's my thing, Reginald, you know, and my listeners. Why do the police officers have the ability to turn on and off their body cameras or mute them? Why do they have the ability to augment them, period? If they have this capability, 
then why even bother wearing them if they can manipulate them for their own convenience, Reginald, whenever they want? The other time the body cameras should, the only time I should say, the body cameras should be manipulated is when the police officer brings them in after their shift and they're being, they're being recharged for the next usage or should the, the tech person or whatever they're referring them uh, to be need to do updates or repairs on them. When they acquire the devices initially beginning their shift, the police officer camera should then be awakened and ready for use and they stay on no matter what. Now, to me, it is important for all people involved, Reginald, about these cameras, okay, that stays on. Otherwise, we are back at square one for wanting better accountability, listeners. You know what I'm saying? So isn't that why, Reginald, they created these body cameras for the police officers in the first place for better accountability regarding these types of instances and others as well? And to determine with more preciseness what really happened during a scene, a, a, a scene. You know what I'm saying? So you know, it, uh, you know, help me out with this one, Reginald. I mean, I'm just, you know, yeah, I am just saddened and sickened by the continuum of lack with some of our police uh, officers. Now, I know that police officers have a tough job, you know, and they have to be able to decipher quickly and so forth and so on. But come on now, this is this is long been out of hand. Your comments, Reginald? Yeah, it's it's just sickening, and it's it's really ridiculous. Um, I I totally agree. What's the reason to have the body cameras if you can turn them off and on at your convenience? Be it the, exactly. the video or or the audio. Exactly. You know, so I I'm already seeing that they may be saying, oh, well, but the but the audio was on, I mean, the video was on, even though the audio was off. Uh, well, so what? Mm-hmm. So what? Mm-hmm. There, there's mm-hmm. uh, things that were said that I'm sure are, are would be important to this case. So if you can have just the video and not, you know, after the shooting and not hear what was being said, I mean, that's mm-hmm. the important part of, of the investigation team. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and again, it's another unarmed black man mm-hmm. who shot mm-hmm. and killed. Mm-hmm. 20 shot? 20? 20 shots. I yeah. Mean, really? Yeah. Really? One is yeah. too many, but, but, but 20 shots. Yeah. And, and, oh, well, we thought he had a gun. Where's the training? Exactly. If, if, if you can not decipher between a cell phone and a, and a gun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, that old dog don't hunt no damn more. Exactly. Exactly. So it shows me that there's a lack of training, a lack of caring. Mm-hmm. And if, you know, look, there's a lot of good police officers out there. Yes, they are. It's like there's a lot of good teachers out there mm-hmm. and, and, and doctors. But but it's always the few who poison it for the majority who are out there doing their job. 
Exactly. And if someone is that scared to be out there, you know, you know we, we know it's a tough thing. You can't keep using that word. It's a tough job. Fuck, we know that. It's tough for teachers to go to school and try and teach kids and they don't have money. They have to use their own money to buy paper, pencils, clothes, and everything else for, for, for children. Mm-hmm. It's tough for a person to get up and do their construction job and, and, and when it's 120 degrees in the summer in Arizona to keep a you know roof over the head of their children. Okay? So we get it. You don't have the only tough job. And if it's something that you can't deal with, then do another then you, then you Then you need to be doing something else. And the other thing that I want to add on here is that there are a, an extreme amount of fabulous black men out there. And I'm really fucking sick and tired that this has been going on since slavery, that they just seem that it's okay. It's okay. You know, as I said before, my heart breaks every time this happens. And every time I hear these stories, it's just sad and it's disrespectful, Reginald. And more, and it is more than out of control. And it's like, you know, these human beings, these young black men, or these men, black men, period, they don't matter. They don't fucking matter. And, and, and what are you saying to yourself? Oh, well, they're, they're dispensable. We could just, you know, shoot them, blah, blah, blah. We're, we'll just get a desk job and, you know, or, or whatever. Is that what they're thinking? I mean, what the hell? Now, the Black Lives Matter Sacramento called it a police murder and demanded answers. The city councilman, Larry Carr, said in this article in time.com, decried the loss of life and said police must provide timely information. I'm sick of all of this two and three, four years later, then here they come up with a resolution. It doesn't take two or three, four damn years. Now, this is 2018. Okay, we got all of this cell phone. We have all of this technology. Why is it taking so damn long to come to justice for these people? It's totally ridiculous. You have this this, this woman, um, uh, Abby Lee, who didn't do her, her due diligence for her income tax. She was the, the dance mom, okay? So she makes this a whole thing, Rachel. This is just a comparison. She's a white woman. So they make this a whole thing, you know, they're showing her, oh, she's got a, you know, a, um, a surgery on her stomach. Now she's on her way to jail, Reginald. Good. And my listeners, and my listeners to all of you who don't know, wait a minute. This is last year, brother. So she's on her way to jail, but er, she makes a pit stop and have her stomach operation so that she can lose weight. See, she got a whole thing planned because she knows that she's not going to be doing all of the time that they uh, 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 are saying that she should be doing for her crime for for not paying her income tax for years and years and some money laundering and okay money laundering that she was doing that's what it was reported <laughs> this was this it has it Reginald it's been nine months wow the bitch is out of jail she's going wow. to a halfway house and now you do you see what I'm saying wow the double standard the double now now standard did she she didn't kill world. anybody no but she but she laundered money. She didn't pay her taxes. Hmm. I mean, really? Wow. And now she's out of jail and bragging on the fact that she's lost 100 pounds. Don't nobody give a damn about her losing 100 damn pounds. 
It seems to me she's lost her fucking mind. And anybody else who's supporting this crap. It's totally ridiculous. But you can't decipher and they want to try to say, I mean, listeners, go to time.com and look at that video. Okay? Look at that look at that video. It's 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 very clear, Reginald. If you didn't see it, it's very clear. And 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 the and the police officer was saying, um, uh, you you need to you need to let us know if you're hurt. Ain't that a bitch? Now they done shot him twenty times. How in the hell are he gonna let you know he's hurt? The man is no longer here. Oh my god. It is yeah. it's it's just a lot. It's 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 just a lot. Okay, I'm 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 I I'm running out of time, so I wanna move on right now. Okay, voting this year is it very important? Okay, well, here's my take, listeners and Reginald. I feel that voting is essential this year because so many things have happened in recent years, negative things in this country, and seemingly nothing is being done about it through our governing bodies. The young people coming behind us are now at the brink where they can do something about things that need attention and, you know, that keeps getting swept under the rug, Reginald. You know what I'm saying? For example, the need for gun legislation. The senators and representatives of varying states listeners in this nation that were elected to make certain that their constituents, which are you and I concerns and needs, are being taken care of in an efficient manner rather than doing things on their own time and being swayed by lobbyists of interest groups. They were put on notice by these young people during these speeches this past weekend, and I just love it. Your comments, Reginald? Well, you know, it's, it's, it's a shame that adults are supposed to be protecting children. Mm-hmm. It is our job to protect, love, care, raise children. Thank you. And that doesn't mean your biological children only. Because I've been doing this for seven years, and trust me, there's a lot of children that I have helped raise in certain ways. And very proud Mm -hmm. of it, very touched by it, and, and thankful to God that he chose me to be in that position. And I think it's a shame how some Republican uh, politicians have attacked some of these young people, just just ugly and viciously attacked these young people. Rick Santorum tells, you know, he says, well, they should be taking CPR classes. First of all, who the fuck are you to tell someone what they should be doing? That, 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 that's first of all. CPR, CPR classes? Secondly, as, as oh. David Hall, the young man, was one of the one of the organizers of this, said, and, and and I so agree with what he said. How are CPR classes going to help someone who was shot in the head? Thank you. And if you know Thank anything you. about CPR, and I'm, uh, you know, I'm current with my first aid in CPR. That if you do CPR, CPR rushes the blood out of any gunshot wound. But the whole thing wow. is, what does CPR have to do with what do they're with, talking about? Gun exactly. Exactly. In other words, Reginald, we're going to keep the guns. Uh, we're going to keep the guns abound. So what you all need to do is learn how to save your friends and teachers at these when when and if they're shot. That's what I get out of that. 
Now, I didn't hear that sucker say it, but that's what I get out of it. You know what I'm saying? It, 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 oh, you know, gosh. It, it, you didn't, he better get his resume ready because if he's up for re-election, I'm sure he's going to be voted out. Well, he's he's not. He does. He hasn't held office in three or four years. And well, there's a reason for that. And he was an incompetent son of a bitch when he was, and and had the nerve to run for the presidency this last year. Like, what 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 a joke! But the uh-huh. whole thing is, is that what these young people are seeing, and again, my heart is so full that they. It's a shame that children have to lead. Adults, mm-hmm. and I would like to really know what some of these parents who voted for Trump and are support and are Trump supporters, or Republicans, or avid gun owners, feel about their children out there taking the steps that they should be taking. Mm-hmm. They should really feel. Well, this is the whole thing. They should really feel stupid, and they should really feel incompetent as parents. Because again, we're supposed to we're supposed to protect children. We're supposed to be the ones looking out for kids and teaching them and showing them and, and guiding them and and helping them. And I love you know, how these young uh, people have said, and I said as well, and I and I'll get off in a minute in a second. It doesn't know we have other things you want to talk about that whenever a tragedy happens, oh, our thoughts and prayers. I don't want to hear another hear son of a bitch say that. Exactly. I don't want to hear another politician with that phony ass thoughts and prayers with no action behind it. Thank Just you. Shut up. Just keep that to yourself. Exactly. And they and they all say it. That's about as bad as the Bush administration with that line, you know, we will move heaven and hell. Remember that that one? I'm like, oh, oh shut yeah. up with that. You're not yeah. you can't move shit. Shut the hell up. You know, and this is why I asked in my previous shows, Reginald, I asked that if there's any young people listening to me to ask their parents, did you vote for Trump? knowing that he is a puppet for the NRA and other nasty, vile things. And why? Go and ask him. If you didn't hear this before and you hear it now, go and ask him. If you're part of this movement uh, to stop guns and and, and other hateful things going on in this country, go and ask your parents. Have a conversation with them and put, put them on notice, okay, to let them know, like, uh, uh, you know, Reginald was saying, and like I am saying, you're not being a parent. You're supposed to protect me. You're supposed to guide me. You're supposed to finance me. You're supposed to love me. You're supposed to make all of my, I'll make sure that everything about me in order to formulate me into being a stellar human being are met. Okay. And, and I'm just done about the CPR thing. And I just want to say one thing. This is about this governor, Doug Ducey here in this, in this, um, um, uh, state. And, uh, they were, they, Rachel, how they were talking about the, the, um, the, um, um, the, the, uh, uh, teachers and that he's doing, you know, 400 million or whatever it is. But then he's giving the teachers a 1% raise. Why the hell even bother? Why the hell even bother? Let's do the math. Let's just say a teacher here, which, by the way, Arizona is the lowest on the on the on the feeding chain. Okay, 
they're the lowest on the feeding chain in perspective to uh, getting paid for doing their job as teachers. One percent. Do the math. If you make thirty seven thousand or you make forty thousand dollars, what the hell is one percent? What is that? What is that? And when you break it wow. down per month, that's not even going to fill up your gas tank. What the hell is that? I mean, he should be ashamed of himself for even opening up his mouth and saying anything like that. It's how fucking ridiculous. And I hope he gets voted out coming this next thing. Okay. Now, President Obama's recent trip to Japan and his overview of North Korea. The Chicago Tribune reported by uh, Yui uh, Kajiyama. I hope I pronounced his name correct. He's with Associated Press. He reported this on March 25, 2018. Obama in Japan says North Korea's isolation means less leverage. And part of the article states the following. Obama was speaking at an event sponsored by a Japanese nonprofit group during an Asia-Pacific trip that included earlier stops in Singapore, New Zealand, and Australia. Obama's work at the leaving office has been focused on nurturing young leaders. See, this is what I was saying earlier. Obama, welcomed by a standing ovation, said that the U.S.-Japan alliance remains strong and that the U.S. is committed to defending Japan. North Korea is a real threat, he said. Our view has always been that we would prefer to resolve these issues peacefully, he said, adding that otherwise the cost in terms of human life would be significant. Former President Barack Obama said Sunday that negotiations with North Korea on its nuclear weapons program are difficult, partly because the country's isolation minimizes possible leverage such as trade and travel sanctions against Pyongyang. North Korea is an example of a country that is so far out of the international norms and so disconnected with the rest of the world, President Obama said before a packed hall in Tokyo. Almost all American presidents tend to relatively be popular in Japan, Reginald, as we know, which views the U.S. as its most important ally. But many Japanese particularly appreciate Obama's efforts on denuclearization and remember with fondness his trip to Hiroshima and his message on working toward a world without nuclear weapons. It was an extraordinarily powerful moment for me. President Obama recalled. Now, Reginald, what do you think about President Obama's recent trip to Japan? As we know that Kim Jong-un has already met with China's President Xi Jinping, some of the reporting on the news media says that the reason Kim Jong-un is meeting with China's president is to get pointers on how to deal with Trump. Your thoughts? You know, this just goes to show the magnificence of President Barack Obama. Thank you. Period. Thank you. And and listen, Rachel, and drop the mic. Boom. You know what I mean? Period. Magnificence, um, it, it, it is what it is. You know, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm, I'm happy that... Uh, Kim and Ting are are meeting. Um, Thank you. I don't think that they are meeting to deal to find out how to deal with Trump because they see that <laughs> Trump is a and he's you a know, mental midget. He's a mental midget. He, he, so why know, do you need me for that? 
he he being Trump will have his lunch taken if he meets with these people. So mm-hmm. on the intellectual level, this guy this guy Trump is a is a is a midget. So mm-hmm. I'm glad that they're meeting. Yes, it shows that people don't want war. Thank you. Uh, John Bolton, Trump's new national security oh, advisor. God. Who's a who's a a, a war mongering drag a war monger of a bitch like 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 Trump like like Trump thank you he has advocated for preemptive nuclear strikes on North Korea already so now just think of this do you actually think that the Chinese with over a billion people Thank you. A strong army and nuclear weapons. Thank you. Tolerate the explosion of a nuclear weapon on a country that borders there. <laughs> just, just think of it's that. not. It's it's not funny, but it's you know what I'm saying. It's not funny, but you know I I I'm I'm just saying. You know. You know? I I, I so, I'm just saying. See, this, see, this is this, this is this, this is this, and I'm just gonna say what it is, Reginald. This is this prejudice, white privilege crap. That's part of it. Besides the, the the fact that you said, you know, what you said, he was a draft dodging son of a bitch like Trump. Well, birds of a feather flock together. Okay. So the the thing is, is what makes you think like you're saying that they're gonna stand for that? And like President Obama said, I mean, the the carnage would be off. The chain, if they did, the retaliation will be, oh, oh my God, the retaliation will be strong and it will be bleak for this country. I mean, it's just, it's, it's crazy. You, you know, you talk about the start of the Third World War, which would be oh. the end of this country and the end mm-hmm. of the world. Thank you. Know, you. Before people start throwing these things around, like, you know, starting wars. You know, this, I think a lot of these people have watched too many movies, and, and, and these Thank are, are movies. During the Cuban Missile Crisis, when the military wanted to attack Cuba and attack the silos that could have missiles in them, Bobby Kennedy said, do you realize what will happen? If you, I mean, it's really nice to talk tough. Like we know we got these 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 bunker busting bombs, you know. Yeah, you know my 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 Tonka truck is bigger than your Tonka truck. That's all I'm saying. Okay. So, a country ninety miles from Miami, you attack and destroy a nuclear bomb or nuclear bombs in Cuba. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What do you think the fallout, the radiation fallout would be for the United States, for the southern United States? How we many- won't even talk about, I'm, I'm sorry, brother, go, go ahead. We won't even talk about anything else but just the radiation. Go ahead, brother. Tell them. Say it. So it's, it's just mind-blowing. Yes. The stupidity of people. You know, one gentleman was saying I was listening to um, uh, Joe Madison, uh, my, my my boy Joe Madison, on on the way home uh, for work last night. I, I kept his show 
his rerun of, of for the day because I can't catch it in the mornings now. And and the gentleman called up and said, uh, you know, talking about John Bolton, the the draft dodging son of a bitch, which I'm going to call him that I'm going to call Trump that mm-hmm. that the generals, the majority of the generals, they 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 don't want war because people people who fight wars know the the just the terrible outcome of war. Okay, yeah, I got like one minute. I got like one and, minute and, left. And, okay, mm-hmm. just, and that's the last thing that they want. So you can't be just thrown around willy nilly. Oh, let's just go on and 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 and, and attack and have a strike. I mean, it's, it's just sickening. Okay, so I'll, I'll wrap it up with that. Yeah, it, it. Thank you very much for that. It is very, very, very sickening. And you know, and 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 the reason that, and as I said, I'm going to talk until I can't talk anymore. I'm going to always be on somebody's radio, television program, or something because things need to be talked about. Things need to be said. I thank you so much, uh, my international listeners, for listening to me. I hope that you got something out of out of this, some conversational pieces that you will mull around your head, think about it, talk talk to your your kids about. I will be returning on April twelfth. I'm wishing all of you a happy Easter, which it came upon me so quickly. God bless you all. Thank you for tuning in to me. Go out and make this a great day. This is Teresa E. Keeves.